I think self-interest stagnates, you know, the progress, you know, our progress in moving forward. Um, give you an example of something you just said reminded me. So, you know, our mayor and councilwoman, his sister-in-law, Sarah, uh, you know, they, they campaign on protecting the citizens and, you know, we need a safer community, but then they vote against the uh, school resource officer mm. and, and helping things like that. Or, you know, there was a big thing where uh, Mayor Robertson, he, re he did not want to support, you know, the previous police chief, uh, two police chiefs back, um, you know, and then uh, the opposed the building of a new police station. And like, it was just a big fight. And then now he puts his, you know, hey, I'm for the police and all this stuff. I, I just don't like that double, you know, minded thing to come out. Mm -hmm. um, in <clears throat> again, that's politicking to me. Yeah. But say who you are, stick with it, mm. and 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 be true to the man or woman you are, and don't just like, oh, now it's like I want, like you said, you want to put your fingerprint on it and your thumbprint on it. I mean, I, again, I'm not a politician, Jose. I'm not a You're politician. Not. I just want to be a fair representative to the community and the citizens of Selma. What's up, everybody, man? This is your boy, Jose Cruz. Yes, your favorite Native American here in the Central Valley, man. You know what? Just to give you guys a, a heads up on where we're at, you know, we just ended season three, not or season two, excuse me, not too long ago. So go check out those uh, season season one two um and our pilot episodes man you guys are missing out on some awesome content but you know we got a lot of things going on for my personal life my business kairos media um and now here to podcast you know so where i've been at with the podcast we've been shooting a lot of remote podcasts this podcast in particular these quick special uh releases you know impromptu podcasts you know are where i'm gonna always stay doing even in seasons and out of them so so this podcast today, man, is going to be an awesome one. But just stay tuned. You guys are going to see the set the way it is now. The new update It's not done, but your boy stay working all the time. So, yes, today we have a special guest. We have my good friend, Pastor Lewis Quintana. How you doing, sir? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. This is uh, quite a setup you have. So it's cool to be here. Thanks. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, you know, we've been talking about getting you on because of the topic we're going to talk yeah. about today. Because we got the big sign in front, you know, yeah. and so it's... Uh, there it is. I know it's an important time, at least yeah. in Selma, you yes. know, at least in our, you know, the state and in our nation, a lot yes. of voting and stuff. And, you know, right. we'll just get straight into that. But before we get straight into that, you know, let's get to know you, man. Let's sure. introduce yourself, you know, yeah. where you're from, where'd you grow up. Let's kind of get to know you before yeah. we get into the details. Absolutely. So uh, I'm a longtime Selma resident. Uh, I grew up in Selma, born and raised. Well, I was born in, in Fresno. All the longtime Valley people will mm -hmm. remember VMC Valley Medical Center. Yeah. So I don't think Selma had a birthing center at that time. So, you know, I had to rush all the way up to Fresno. Uh, but again, my home, my roots have been Selma. Um, I'm like a third generation resident of Selma, California. Mm -hmm. So um, met my beautiful wife in Selma. Uh, her family kind of moved around and uh, I think she was born in Visalia. And then, um, Kind of move with job to job with her father and we met at church we met at the mm. same church and our families uh, we were going to the same church uh, so we grew up um, you know with that kind of culture and that life right in Selma small community uh, just born and raised again with with home values 
uh, really strong family values. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with uh, with God just being right in the in the center of that. So we're big on faith and family and our our friends, our network of friends. Um, and that that's what Selma used to be. I mean, really, we think about that, and you know, my beautiful wife sitting over here, and she's in the audience. She's in the audience. <laughs> But I mean that—that's kind of what we are used to, uh, mm-hmm. what we were used to growing up, and um, we we settled into uh, life in the valley because we were from life in the mm-hmm. valley, right? We live here, uh, born here. Uh, went to Selma schools. Um, was kind of you know I'd say uh, raised up with just the mindset of small town, small town values. Um, back then Selma was different. I mean, you could ride your bike all around town without having yeah. any issue at all. I used to play with my friends and my mom and dad would, uh, I, I don't know if my dad knew, but my mom would let us go ride our bikes and we would go across town. And so I tell these stories now when my mom's listening and dad's listening. She's like, you're going to get yeah. it. <laughs> when so when I, home. when I preach, yeah, from the stage, I preach and teach and talk to them, about, uh, say things. It's like, it's, I tell, um, Elisa, uh, it's like the lasso of truth, right? With uh, with Wonder Woman having around you, and you just confess everything from the yeah, stage, right there. That's funny. But uh, they hear, they hear stories for the first time whenever I talk. But we used to do that, man. We used to go all around town, play around, have fun, uh, and then be home before you know uh, the street lights. Yeah, turns the off. street lights or just the sun sets. We used to make yeah. it home. Um, so we had we had you know friends and and family that we could trust. Uh, we could get along, and it was just a big community. I loved it. Um, even coming up uh, October 29th here is uh, the parade, the band festival. Mm. And that was a big thing for us. We, we'd all get together and hang out um, and enjoy, you know, the festivities around the band festival. So there are cultural things in Selma that you grow up with and we grew up with uh, yeah. all together that we remember quite nostalgic for us thinking about it and how Selma used to be. Um, you know, I, I was a, uh, you know, born from a family. My my parents, they actually worked hard in the fields. Um, my dad would take us out to pick grapes. Uh, we used to live in the Vadio right there on Park Street. Uh, and we picked grapes right behind, you know, there was mm-hmm. a, a ranch out there. And I mean, we, we would work hard. And so I think my dad was trying to teach us like, you know, work ethic. If you want to, you know, do better for yourself and you don't want to be here in the fields and go, you know, get a job or go to school or get a better job. Yeah. So I was uh, more of a student. I was more, uh, you know, I love school, uh, where, you know, my other two siblings, they were, they were okay. You know, they did what they did, but I just loved school. And so I excelled, I excelled through, um, my academics and, mm-hmm. uh, just went through Selma high school. Um, but also I was a scholar athlete there at Selma high, uh, graduated in 1988 and uh, played sports, baseball, football. My little claim to fame, I always tell all the people <laughs> in Selma because it's big in the Valley. You know, all-star games are big, uh, city, county. Uh, there was a north-south all-star football game, uh, city, county all-star football game. I made both of those teams. And then in baseball, I made a city, county all-star baseball team. And so those are kind of like things I remember. What was your positions? Times. Uh, so baseball, I played shortstop. And then in football, I played quarterback, played quarterback. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot. And yeah. so I, <laughs> I yeah, stuff. no, I dream, I, I think back to those days uh, and all the fundamental things and, and tools that have actually built me into the man I am, the husband I am, the father I am, the pastor I am, mm-hmm. uh, the leader I am. You know, those are the things that I look back to and think mm-hmm. how important just playing quarterback was for my life. And even now, considering you know, where I'm at running for mayor. Yeah. <clears throat> All those things really come back and play a big part 
in in my leadership development. Uh, some people are like, now nah, how could that be? But if you play sports, you understand how big sports are for yeah. you. So after graduating, it was a crazy <laughs> thing though. After graduating from high school. Um, we had a great athletic director at that time, uh, and he started putting out film for me, putting things out for colleges, and uh, told him, I don't know what I want to do, and so I'm not going to go to college. He's like, what? Wow. Yeah, he was shocked. I think I, I kind of shocked a lot of people at Man, that you time. could have been the Tom Brady of your uh, era. No way. I was too short. <laughs> <laughs> I was fast. Hey, maybe, man, maybe. Ky- <laughs> Kyler Murray, man. He's yeah, like 4'2 on awesome, the Cardinals, yeah. man. Boy, mm-hmm. running around just yeah. like a little dart. Yeah, maybe, maybe like uh, Doug Flutie a little yeah, bit. But Flutie. That, that was my, my level. But uh, it was... Uh, the millions you could have made. <laughs> <laughs> I think back about again, Jimmy as a kid, you know, what was my... What do I want to be when I grow up? You know, we always yeah. want to be a pro athlete, or I did. Um, but it, I just started to see that, you know, that wasn't my my career path uh, mm-hmm. for me. And so before just deciding to go to school and uh, going to just go to school, you know, that wasn't yeah. my thing. I didn't just want to go to go and waste my time. I wanted to go focused. Uh, so uh, I talked to my parents, uh, even talked to my my pastor, you know, at the time and just considered where my life was at. And so I sat out of college for like two years. Mm-hmm. I worked at a grocery store in Selma. For all of you that remember Save Mart back in the day, and, you know, and it was uh, it was a great experience. Again, there was, there's these jobs that you do, and you're you're growing like just these basic foundations mm-hmm. in you, you know, commitment, uh, you know, learning how to work with people, learn how to work with the public. Yeah, uh, if you ever work a retail job, that is that is one. <laughs> crazy job to have in dealing with people in the public you know they well see that's what i want to talk about too because i know yeah, i want to get in yeah. i want i want to continue to hear yeah, this but yeah. i want to say that yeah one thing selma has a huge issue yeah. is like is the customer service is yeah. the work ethic is mm-hmm. that you know i see that. and i do feel generations that kept passing and passing mm-hmm. just got worse and worse yeah. where now they just don't care you know it's it's crazy to, yeah. you know i want to talk about that yeah, too. yeah but. you know it's culture a culture is shaped you know by where you live you know mm-hmm. as far as you know how you how you're brought up um your mindset things that really it really does impact your work um but even that i've always felt separate mm-hmm. my, my wife and i talk about this often like we've never felt like connected completely excuse me and i think that's that has to do with really the the impact that Christ has made in our life mm. and and really just understanding, you know, the Bible talks a lot about, you know, being called out. You're the called out ones and being part of a church, you're called out. And things like that have been just naturally felt, you know, in our hearts. And so in that whole environment living in Selma, even though we've assimilated and we were part of the culture, we always did feel different. Um, and strictly because of that, like, you know, we, we didn't lie, we didn't cheat, we didn't steal, you know, we, we, we upheld our, our values, um, mm-hmm. our core values and who we are. Um, we saw that going around, even our own family, you know, things like that were, were just all around us. But again, we, we just couldn't move away or deviate from just the standard of, of who we, who we knew we, we were. That, that in itself, I think, has a lot to do with your, your upbringing, and it gets passed down, like you said, yeah. you know, generation to generation. And for us, the only way to renew that is to have a new birth in Christ. And I'm pretty bold about that, and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't hold back. Uh, it's, it's life, a life lived in Christ, and it will change your whole generations. And so 
Uh, going forward, though, after two years, when I started just thinking about what I wanted to do, I thought maybe the medical field would be something that I would consider. Um, and it was pretty broad, you know, doctor, physical therapist. I didn't even really consider nursing. Um, but one of the things that was really um, available to me at the time, um, I had a doctor who had a, a physician assistant, a nurse practitioner. And um, every time I'd go in, I thought he was a doctor, you know. So at that time, I was going to school and I was considering my, my major. Um, I started back at uh, Fresno City College, went to Fresno City and uh, didn't want to spend the big bucks, you know, right away yeah. at Fresno State. Um, so I went to the city and started on my general ed. Started working toward a physical therapy major. Then you start seeing like the opportunities out there. And then you see all the clubs and all these mm. different like organizations. And then they start recruiting. They were looking for young, um, um, I would say, you know, people who were driven to go into the medical field to be doctors. So they were looking at young Latino males to represent the San Joaquin Valley because it's a very underserved area for um, doctors. So I was brought into this program. I sat with UCSF students and they were trying to mentor you and pull you in to consider going to med school. And so I did some observation with some of the uh, the doctors and and some of the people that were there, some of the students, and I thought, ah, I'm not called to be a doctor. Mm. Uh, so I stayed right around the area of physical therapy. And then on my, my, my doctor, again, I went in to see a nurse practitioner. I'm like, are you a doctor? He's like, no, I'm a nurse practitioner slash PA. And so had lunch with him. And uh, so Brad Arnsberger, thank you for your, uh, your counsel. It was awesome. And uh, he really, really just sat down and talked to me about what he did. And mm. I was like, I I'm sold. This is a, one of the best things I've ever heard for the reason that I'm still working with people. I want to help people in the realm of healthcare. And, uh, and it opened up opportunity for me to actually travel. I wanted to travel and go see the world with uh, helping people, medical missions and things. Yeah. And so I thought that would open up doors in the future. And so, and it did, it really did. So that just started my whole journey. Uh, graduated from Fresno City, went into Fresno State, um, got into their nursing program, graduated with a Bachelor's of Nursing, uh, BSN, and uh, passed my NCLEX on the first attempt, which is a really hard feat. We're talking to our daughter who is going into nursing now. Um, and so it's it was one of those things where, you know, you you just, you look back and you see all the hard work and the effort that you put in and nobody could take that away from you. Yeah. And so uh, I always thought I'd be on Bulldog you know, Bulldog Stadium on the field, you know, playing football. I had that dream going to watch the Bulldogs. But uh, I remember walking down the ramp onto the field on graduation day and uh, standing up and then looking in the stands. And uh, it kind of chokes me up when I talk about it because I'm like, I did it. You know, here I am. I'm here. I raise my hands. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it was one of the greatest <clears throat> feelings that I ever felt. That's cool. And I was the first one in my family to go to college. Mm. Uh, none of them went to college. Uh, even with some of my cousins, um, you know, they had graduated. Now my uncles went back later, you know, as adults and they went to college and they got their degrees. But I was just like trying to figure out, hey, I'm going to do it, how to do it. I, it took me a while to do it, but I worked myself through school. Mm. I finally got through, man. And I, I say this, nobody could ever take it away from you. It's hard work, but nobody could ever take that away from you. And so that was, it was a great feeling. <clears throat> I remember looking up in the stands and looking for my family and I found them. And, you know, we were just kind of cheering 
Uh, it was a great. Oh yeah, it was a great. It was a great, great experience. Um, Man, I, I had a plan, and I and I stuck with it, and I and I got through. So, but anyway, that's, yeah, no, that's okay. awesome because <clears throat> you know when you because again, you know, like us, like you know, U.S. citizens, Americans, people that you know, when yeah. election time comes, and people yeah. want to know the backstory, the story behind the glory. You know, yeah. what I like to say on the, on the show. Um, you know, when I hear your story, man, I, I do hear the hard work. I do hear, mm-hmm. you know, the I do see and hear the struggle, you know, sure. the good times, the bad times, the continual mm-hmm. of, you know, I got to do this. There's a goal in mind. You yeah. know, there's something that you set on yeah. your heart, you know, even yeah. though you had opportunities, yeah. you know, you're very, you're, you're discerning on what to pick. Yeah. God, what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, and so to see that and where you're at now, man, that's a huge accomplishment. You know, yeah. that's something that I feel like. You know, as fathers, you know, mm-hmm. generational, like you said, we never, you know, you're the first one, mm-hmm. you know, to go to college and graduate. And, you yeah. know, you had the moment. Now you have, an, you know, opportunity. Your daughters have that, yeah. you know, because of the precedence. And so what yeah. I see, yeah. you know, because I do want to get into this because you had mentioned uh, the mayor, mayoral run. Um, yeah. You know, it's just that you're setting an example yeah. of what it takes. Cause nothing comes free, man. Nothing comes to where it's, you know. I exist and I'm here and I'm doing me now. Yeah. Yeah. Give me. It's like yeah. that's the world we live in. Yeah. You know, one thing yeah. I want to stay true on this show, man, is that you know, and the and the and the the reactions and the stuff I get is that I'm not just a podcast that I'm a Christian or I'm yeah. this, I'm that, I'm sports. I'm. It's yeah. everybody has like a still here moment. You sure. know, they're still here, man. Sure. We went through this. Something happened. Someone said or this, right. but I'm still here. You know, yeah. and so and that's where that's I feel right. like. You know, I want to find a way that people can relate yeah. to you. And that's where sure. I just, I find, I find the common ground, you yeah. know, and that's yeah. where I think that's good. Obviously where this conversation, I really want it to go, man, because yeah. it's, again, you have no intentions of like, I'm just trying to get mine. I'm just trying to get yeah. in this race. Cause yeah. I know you personally, yeah. you know, and I don't get that from you. You know, I'm not going to be biased. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I'll go to his church. Right. Yeah. You know, I helped him out. No, it's yeah. just, I see the person. You know, and that's what I want to bring up the yeah. most, you know. And so let's get on the topic, man. Yeah. You, you're you running for mayor in the yeah. city of Selma, California. Yeah. Why are you interested in running for that position? Yeah, you know, just kind of reflecting on, on your words there. I've always lived my life um, really inclining my ear to what God was leading me into. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in the seasons of my life. And I think that's important if I could ever share you know, anything with anybody is, uh, especially Christians, you know, you, you just quieting yourself and just waiting in a season where you don't know where to go, what you do, what to do, but uh, you, you can hear the voice of God and you can be led into your next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live life in my, in seasons. We live life in seasons. And, and like you said, you know, you're still here. Well, you're still here. You still have breath in your lungs, then there must be something else for you to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, those are the things that I have considered. And even to the point of, again, my story like goes, like there's a whole different, you know, I'd say backstory to it. But knowing that I'm I'm at where I'm at and knowing that I believe that the Lord is leading me to, to do this, um, it's something that I don't have any self-interest really in, mm-hmm. in doing for myself. Um, I'm not prospering from, from it. Um, it's a big investment of my own money into the campaign. Um, I've only had like two donors, you know, the majority of the time of money actually just comes from me. I'm not backed by a big 
you know, corporation or anything like that. Um, It's so we've funded and we've invested in this campaign because we believe this is what God is telling us to do. Before we did it, we sat down and we're like, we're going to spend the money. We're going to do this because we feel that's what God is telling us to do. And so again, going back to the why or or how did this happen? um, We, we moved away from Selma um, back in 1999 to go to Bible school. So I had my career. My wife had had her career. She worked for a really prestigious um, hair salon here in Fresno, had her own business, had a great clientele. Um, you know, we would take vacations, you know, on some of like her income because she was making more money than me. And they make bank. They make some <laughs> she money. She was making more money than I was. I was like, I worked hard to go to school. And you, she made more money than me. <laughs> Let, hey, we put a mic on you, girl. <laughs> and we were like, so, and I, and I loved it. We, we, were, oh, we awesome. were a team. We were a team, man. We worked yeah. together and we prospered together. And it, it was just a blessing, a time of blessings mm-hmm. in a season in our life. Uh, but she gave up her career. Um, I transitioned my career uh, and moved to Texas and uh, got my Texas you know, RN license. Didn't work for like maybe six months, I think it was, but we just focused on the season that mm. God was moving us into. I'd always have had a desire to be a pastor and yeah. to learn. So when we went over there, that's where the inner workings of things started really to, I mean, come out deep things and learning about the nations of the world and how God has the nations on his heart and knowing that America is not the savior of the world, but we Mm. are a part of the plan of God. And, you know, looking at Israel, looking at America and looking how God's sovereignty really has led, you know, each nation. And, and, but it comes down to a micro level, a really small community level. And, um, and every time we were in Texas, we moved to Texas, we went to Christ for the nations and we'd come back, we would visit Selma. And every time we'd come back, we'd see our cities in Texas growing. I mean, growing just amazingly fast and beautiful. I mean, it was just awesome. New hospitals, new schools, new roads, new bridges, new parks, everything was brand new. But we come back to Selma, it was just like stagnated and it it was just going downhill. So we we said, oh, we'd never go. We'd never go back to Selma. Mm. And so all of that really just started turning our hearts toward Texas became our home. But then there were all these little things inside that were like, what if, or one day, or God has to do it. And I threw a few fleeces out to the Lord. And then it's like, whoa, God started to answer these things. I had a talk with one of my mentors uh, in uh, Texas and we were talking about my hometown and we're talking about my city. And he said, when you become mayor, I'll come down and Mm. I will do your um, invocation. And that struck me, man. And uh, it was just a conversation. Well, how know? long ago was this conversation? This was probably in 2009. Okay. Uh, 2000, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a while. And so just things like that had been coming up. up. And then, um, you know, when I finally decided, I felt the Lord was leading back to Selma. And again, a place that I didn't want to be. I didn't mm. really want to be here. But, but uh, God put it in our hearts. We loved our city. And that moved us right back in to our hometown mm-hmm. um, and thought, you know what? Maybe I'll get involved politically. But my mentors were like, hey, just go assimilate. Just help your family adjust and just start living life. And always had ministry in my heart too. Don't start a church, just go live life. So mm-hmm. we did. And um, we just found ourselves back in kind of the mix. I go to the city council meetings and it was just a mess. I didn't. I stopped going. I didn't want to. I didn't want any part of that. And I thought, well, how could I help change Selma? And the best way that came to me is let's help it spiritually. Let's help bring people together. Let's see what we can do on a 
you know, ministry level. Mm-hmm. So we went that route for a while and uh, then found ourselves uh, taking over at uh, New Hope Family Church and, and just living our life, you know, trying to serve Selma, different outreaches that we would do, and then even within the people that we were pastoring. And then that just started to, you know, kind of morph and we're, we're grateful. We love it. And we were just kind of in that rhythm. COVID hit, kind of got shut down for a little bit. And, you know, that was a whole different dynamic and thing. But all the stuff that was going on, kind of like in the council, I, I was aware of, I was listening. And um, kind of coming back to the, I'd say the point of where I was and why I was here, it was, it was beyond just pastoring, you know, mm. get now get involved, now step out and do something a little bit more. And so uh, started inclining my ear again into what was happening in the city. Um, it was, again, a, a mess. There has been no growth. There's been just stagnation. We have some victories and we have huge losses, victories, mm-hmm. huge losses. Uh, but anyway, a lot of stuff, just no progress. And so I felt like, you know, I think I could really make a difference there. Mm. Um, and then met a couple of the council people. Um, I had one of them come to my church and give like a state of the union when he was the mayor there. He kind of gave it and people were like, we didn't even know he was the mayor. I'm like people don't get involved politically in Selma, which is interesting. Yeah, We just don't know what's going on. And so part of my duty now as a pastor is to really help people understand that we have a role politically. Um, it's, you know, being a Christian, it's, it's personal, uh, theological, but also it's political. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not that we're going to overtake the, the world you know, in politics, but we need to let our voices come out. So at this point, that's where I'm at. I feel like I need to let my voice be heard. Mm-hmm. I need to stand up in my community, in my city, and, and let whatever has been you know, molded and shaped in me as a man, as a leader, um, as a Christian, and I have a biblical worldview and how things should, should happen and should uh, go in local government as well as state and federal government. Yeah. So I feel I have that place, and that's where I'm at today. I mean, I'm 52 years old. I'm married. I have two kids. My roots are in Selma, and I want to help change the culture within my community, and this is one way that I I believe I get to do it. But I'm passionate about it. Um, People are like, well, who asked you to run, or who's backing you? I'm like, uh, I feel I'm in the will of God. God has asked me to do it. And I'm going through and following him. Mm-hmm. I'm following the Lord. So just to kind of put that at, at you know, ease well, in people's minds. Yeah, so, well, that makes sense, you know, because, yeah. again, that clear, that that answered the whole, you know, yeah. what made you want to run for marriage. Yeah. Because, again, it, it's a responsibility, man. And it's, it's, yeah. it's not just like, hey, I'm going to go be a mayor. But you have no ties, no yeah. experience, no upbringing into something yeah. in the community yeah. you have no idea about. And, um, and what I hear, you know, because, again, I want to stay – in the middle. Cause again, I live in Clovis, mm-hmm. you know? So I, we've, me and my family lived in Selma for yeah. about 12 years before we moved to Clovis. And okay. when we were there, I, I just didn't like it. I, it was, it was the community, the people are people, you know, sure. they're, they're good people. They're bad people. That's yeah. just life, you know? But when you go to the Walmart, you go to McDonald's, you know, it's just your experiences. It's like, man, I don't know. I go out to eat out of Selma, yeah. you know, is yeah. what, that's what we did. But sure. You know, so again, what I'm hearing is that you you have some, obviously from just being talking and now like 20 minutes in, it's like yeah. you've talked about your roots. Yeah. Like you grew up in the community, yeah. you've seen you know and experienced that the up and downs of it. You know, you still love it. That's why you're yeah. still here. That's Absolutely. why you're still there. And you know, and again, that's where I see like 
you know, hearing you personally, you know, because again, you're a pastor, mm-hmm. you know, running for mayor. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. like a side, you know, I want that. So let's get yeah. into that. Yeah. You know, what are, what are the kickbacks? What are the sure. things you're hearing? Yeah. How can a pastor, you know, yeah. be a mayor? You know, yeah. what are you hearing? Yeah. It, it's interesting because, um, there's a lot of politicking from the dais, you know, where the council sits and uh, the mayor, currently the current mayor, uh, Scott Robertson, um, he has come out just in, you know, random uh, about church, separation of church and state. Yeah. So it's been interesting to hear. He dropped a, a line the other day about how he was proud of Iran people, about uh, Iranian people standing up for Iran in this political revolution that they're experiencing right now. I'm like, what, doesn't he understand that, you know, that, you know, theocratic type of government, you know, that that religion runs the entire nation. And I believe he does, but he's trying to associate that with me, you know? And so Mm. those are the little things that I'm, I'm just kind of hearing also from, you know, pastors in the community as well. I mean, that's a big statement in trying to associate with that. Well, those are, those are jabs taken from the dais, you know? And and again, I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, and I'm listening beyond the words because those are like, what's that for? But he stated it even in a thing in a little thing he read he had written out. So separation of church and state is not constitutional. We have bill of rights. We have you know all these things that we abide by, um, you know by the constitution and we live by. But separation of church and state was the state staying out of the church, not the church staying out of uh, you know government, or I should say it this way, Christians staying out of government. Uh, so the church was always on the forefront of leading, I'd say, the cultural you know, perspective of big political issues at that time. So they didn't have the internet and things that we have now and TV like we have now to broadcast the message. And, and I would say honestly, too, because there's a lot of propaganda out there. You know, there's a lot of um, misinformation that, that it's given through the media. But, but all, that, all that said is pastors were trusted. They were giving their... I'd say God-given discernment in what to bring out to mm-hmm. the community from a biblical perspective. And so if you read the headlines of some of the sermons that were you know, taught back in the late 1700s, early 1800s, a lot of those messages were very political. But we've kind of had a reversal of that in our, in our you know, culture in America. Oh, don't be so political from the stage. Don't, you, know, you can't talk about uh, issues like that. Yeah. You know, they'll take away your 501c3 status or whatever. You know, and a lot of churches don't even have, they're not a 501c3 people. It's just not the, the way our laws are set up. Yeah. We fall underneath that. But you know, all, all, that, all that said to say that church has, churches have a lot of rights and a lot of uh, protection from our constitution. And one of them is from the state. So it's from the government itself. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we are protected. Now the government's going to come and try to tell us something different. So there's nothing wrong with a pastor stepping into a political realm. Yeah. Uh, all it is, is um, it's, that's one of my professions. I'm a nurse. I still am bivocational, but I'm, I'm a pastor. All it is, is me just stepping in to live out my values in the political realm in that scene. It wouldn't be any different than a plumber, a teacher, a business owner, an insurance agent. There's no difference. You live who you are. Yeah. So I'm going to bring my perspective. People will disagree with me, but I believe, again, there is a better way that we can lead. Mm. We can lead with honesty, integrity. We can lead with transparency. We can lead with, um, you know, again, the issue at hand and not trying to create, you know, this 
you know, two-sided um, argument, you know, and people fighting against each other just on the city council, you know, and talking about what, what do I bring and how, you know, do I see myself? Look, I'm a pastor. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I want to be upfront and I'm not in this for any self-interest. And we're going to bring out the, the difficult talk, uh, talking points and items on, on the agenda for the city council meetings. Yeah. And I might disappoint some citizens in Selma. Why? Because we have a different view, yeah. right? But my view <clears throat> is, again, to help promote a healthier community and a healthier, um, I'd say, culture. And like you're saying, I mean, Selma is positioned in a great place, but people look down on us. People yeah. look down because of that cultural type of, you know, attitude that comes forward with customer service mm-hmm. or or just presentation, you know, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that we hear going outside of Selma when, when we are outside of the community or where are you from, from Selma? Oh, you know, you yeah. have that little stigma. Oh, oh you're yeah, from Selma. True. Um, you know, I mean, unless you're part of like a, you know, a a sports team that was respected, you know, a wrestling team, things like that have a little bit of a prestigious name from the history. And and by the way, my uncle helped build that program at Mm. at Selma, you know, a wrestling coach for years, very respected man is in the Selma, um, um, athletic hall of fame. We have a little hall of fame. And so, you know, we, we have like, you know, a different, I would say a vibe, you know, we want to bring Selma up. We want people to feel that same way. Mm-hmm. And I, I get, I'm getting tired of just, you know, being average and we want to change Selma. We want to bring it in again. I'm going to keep saying it, a cultural change, a mi- mindset change. We're positioned perfectly right along that corridor of, of highway 99. We have a lot of businesses. We have a lot of income per capita for mm-hmm. our city um, with our auto mall that's there. You just can't find good places to eat like you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go outside and find places <laughs> to eat. But just just cultural shifting is where we need to be in, in a mindset. And as a pastor, I think that is a perfect, you know, uh, person to have representing the city yeah. is we deal with a lot of people who are tired of living the way they're living. Mm. And they come to us for help and, you know, they're tired of their old lifestyle and they want to change. And I'm tired of the way Selma is and the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, if we could say that the lifestyle that we have in Selma and we need to change. Mm -hmm. So those are just my roots of where I feel we need to go. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 I mean, that sums up a lot. Cause again, what, what you're saying is, you know, the separation of church and state, Mm -hmm. you know, and I got to ask this question because, and I, um, this type of, um, cause again, there's a lot of followers that I have, you know, that man, I love these people to death, man. They are part of the LGBTQ community. They are a part of the liberal, you know, just, you know, but one thing they have a huge problem because churches always have this stick. Churches have stigmas about themselves. Oh, they judge. They say we're this, they say we're that, you know, and my, my impact or my, my um, connection that I've had, cause I've been down tower. I've been around central Valley, man. And I don't tell these guys I'm a Christian. I don't tell these guys I'm anything. I just, I live it out. And then when they find out, they tell me like, that's what a Christian's supposed to be. You never once, you know, and you never once told me why I was wrong. You just showed me love, you know? And so, and I think that's kind of where I think for me in this show, that's where I wanted my actions, you know, not put a label on me, man. Um, But I think where a lot of people would have a problem, like you said, how can a pastor, you're, you're a Christian and I'm not, yeah. I'm a yeah. Catholic. I'm this, I'm, I'm that, you sure. know? So yeah. I don't believe what you believe. How yeah. do you like, yeah. how do you connect that with those people sense. that don't like Christians yeah. that hate 
churches that hate, you know, and they, yeah. they say, well, separation of church and state. What's your message? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's not my message, Jose. It's the message yeah. of the God of the Bible. Mm. And people say, well, how could a God of the Bible, you know, um, consider, you know, homosexuality an abomination mm -hmm. and things. And, and if we want to go there, I'll go there because I'm pretty bold. It's not my words. Mm -hmm. If I'm a believer in God and he's given me a standard to live by, then I can't change that. It's, it's unchanging. God is unchanging. Um, but here's the thing. There are two things that uh, Jesus was trying to be trapped and he, they were trying to trap him. Uh, and, and they said, well, what are the greatest, you know, commandments out there? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, right? That's kind of my paraphrase, but it's, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength. <clears throat> the other one is love your neighbor as yourself, mm. right? So what do we do currently, currently now? You know, we live for ourselves. Yeah. A lot of people live for themselves. That's true. Um, and, and I think it's on both sides. So, you know, if we're isolating Christians and say, well, they, they don't love, they hate, I think a true Christian, I really do, and I should say, I think I believe a true Christian is going to love God and embrace people mm. no matter where they're at. Mm. Um, I say four things. There are four things that I say. Um, God encounters you right where you are. He tells you the truth about yourself. Um, he offers you a pardon or forgiveness of your sin. And number four is it's your choice. I think we get hung up on our, on our choice, our will. And those are the things that we struggle with is we interpret from our own perspective how God should be. But God tells us is who he is. Now we need to align our will with mm. what he says. And so we had a big issue. And, I, and I'll, I'll talk to this point because people are, are wondering where, what my position is in mm -hmm. the community. I've been asked. Um, but last June, I was in Texas, and I got a picture sent to me on my phone, and there was a, a pride flag flying uh, in downtown. And they said, hey, did you know about this? I said, no. So I reached out to some of my pastor friends, and they didn't know about it. Um, and so I did my homework and went back, and I found that you know a few meetings back, it was an item uh, that was presented to the city council. And the city council pretty much voted unanimously to have the flag flown in downtown mm -hmm. Selma. Well, normally in something like that, either uh, you know one of the pastors that's there to do the invocation will kind of alert the community and say, "Hey, this is something that we might need to really consider. Um, you know, is this is this going to lead to anything further? You know, mm -hmm. in in our community and our culture that we want to see here." And so, um, pastors started uniting, started getting together, and uh, started talking about it. Like, how do we? What do we want to do with this, and how do we represent? So we showed up at a city council meeting, um, and we, you know, kind of like it was during COVID, so we had to call in. So I listened to all the <clears throat> pastors give their things, and they really took a biblical stance on what the Bible says, and they kept going. And I'm thinking, I think it goes beyond that, really, um, because if we talk about inclusion and equality, and we talk about all of these words that the flag represents. I'm thinking we already have a flag that represents that. That's the United States of America flag, the red, mm -hmm. white, and blue, and the stars and stripes on that flag. That's the flag we have that unifies us together. For one group to you know, try to come into a, another community or wherever, and they say, hey, we want that flag, we want our flag to be flown, I'm going to stop and say, whoa, 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 who are you? What do you represent? And let's take a look at that. It's not just targeting one group of people. I mean, it could be Nazi skinhead, mm -hmm. Satan worshipers, or whatever, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, I, I, gosh, I just started <clears throat> thinking of and all the perverseness that could come from it, but also all of the 
misrepresentation really that comes from the message of that group of people. That's not who Selma is. Yeah. So my our thoughts were, uh, let's look at the ordinance. Let's see what's written in the policies of you know flying a flag in Selma and. And they weren't well defined, you know, and so that got adjusted a little bit. Um, and and here's my perspective: I have some gay and lesbian relatives, and for people to say that I'm against the gay and lesbian people, I mm. have family. I love them. I love my family. Now, do I agree with how they live their life? And ha- and again, you got to understand this is a sex talk yeah. when it when it comes to sexuality. <clears throat> this is a sex talk. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, to have a, a flag in front of our children and people out there and how they have sex, that that's this just be real. Yeah. Because that's what is coming out there. And and so that representation for us is like, why do why do we have to have a flag for that? We don't have a heterosexual flag that we fly in the downtown community. Oh, because they're mis they're they're misrepresented or underrepresented and we need to give them a, a voice. It's like they could live the way they want. They're Americans. If they choose to live that way, they they can. But what about the majority of the other people yeah. living in the community and the communities around us? And so that's what I'm saying. You know, mm-hmm. again, that's a big issue. It is. It's a big issue here in Fresno or in in this area. It's a big issue all along, throughout the state. And, and all we're saying is that we don't hate people. Um, we don't teach that at our church. Come you come as you are. Mm. And I say this, but we won't compromise what the standards of the Word of God are. Mm. Well, it's or- archaic, Pastor. <clears throat> that was for back then. Yeah. Like God is unchanging. <clears throat> if we served a God that was changing, we'd all be messed up. Yeah, the man. only way that we could we <clears throat> can get our lives straightened out from addictions, from different habits, uh, different um, issues that where we're broken that get fixed in our hearts is we have a God who's constant and He is unchanging. Mm-hmm. And that will thank God that he is that way. And if he wasn't that way, really, why worship God? Yeah. Why worship a God who is changeable? Mm-hmm. That that doesn't make sense to me. And so I think the standard of where we're at and where we need to go has to be built around, again, our constitutional rights of what we have. Um, but also when we talk about freedom and equity, it it's everybody. It's everybody together. And so we, we feel... Don't let one group subject the other people or the majority. And that's just the way things work. Yeah. It's a majority, you know, uh, vote type of thing. Let's let everybody have a voice and speak that out. And who whoever wins, wins. All yeah. right. And that's kind of what it comes to. Honestly, that's yeah. what it comes to. But my push is let's get the church Christians involved. Christians, you can be a voice in the political scene. If you don't like the way things are going, vocalize it. Call your congressman, your congresswoman. Call them mm-hmm. and speak what you want. Don't be afraid. So, yeah, one anyway. thing I know, um, <clears throat> you know, because, again, what this show has brought is a voice for people, man, to come talk. You know, again, I've had, you know, some guests on that are lesbian, bi, gay, all that. And, you know, and one thing they, they always talk about is their voice, you know. Yeah. And so one thing I, I'll say is it like the Hillsborough Baptist Church, those guys, God hates, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. as much as I can't stand those people, they yeah. have that right yeah. to say yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it's attacking, it's yeah. it's very, it's wrong, but again, they have that right, so yeah. who am I to take that from them? And I think yeah. where I want to stay is like, look, I don't yeah. agree with you, man, yeah. I don't agree with your lifestyle, yeah. but that's not my place, yeah. but civil. Yeah. Let's yeah. live as civil human yeah. beings, you know, not a state, totally. not a religion, just civil yeah. human beings. Yeah. Start there, yeah. you know, foundational. Then yeah. as you grow, then you right. can find common ground, you know, and that's where I that's think awesome. 
That's how. That's what I hear from you. You know, I I genuinely hear that. You know, because I don't like, you know, silencing one just for the other. Even though the the other is a small small community, doesn't mean that they're not important. It's just that we can't let a small, you know, whether they'd be any type of person or any group, you know, dictate the whole. You know, and and for me, I want everyone to have their voice. Yeah. You know, especially Christians, yeah. pastors, believers, you know, because that's why I hear that. That's what, what I'm starting to see is that we're losing that voice. You know, you can't be this, you're, you're a bigot, you're a misogynist, you're, you're yeah. this, you're it's that. Like it's like reverse discrimination. It like is. Like, you're, you're telling me <clears throat> it's a that standard. I can't say that. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you know, it's it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I can't voice my opinion mm-hmm. voice based on, again, what I would say is the standard of truth. Mm-hmm. But... Again, I, I mean, we could talk round and round yeah, about that. The, the the thing about this, though, Jose, too, I'm, I want people to understand is that it, we're Amer- Americans. Wow. We live in America. And small-town America is where I think values, and and again, I, and I say it's faith, family, um, and I believe that community within our community we go to different churches we go, we we worship god we actually have a big Sikh community in our town and they worship on the other side of town i i don't close them out and say that they're you know uh un-american that that is not mm. even close mm-hmm. to any language that we speak as christians mm-hmm. um we embrace people we love people and i'm gonna stand for the truth that i represent mm-hmm. and i you know, I, I'm not going to compromise that. That's no. not going to ever be compromised in me. But one of the things that I, I just want to say, if anybody ever has any issue, the best thing to do is to dialogue about it, to talk about it yes. without any animosity, without any preconceived ideas and judgment upon the individual. And I believe that's been projected on me because as the pastor, we don't need a pastor coming in, you know, into the politics uh, he's going to be, you know, this person that's going to be against you. You'll probably find out that I'm probably more for you than against wow. you in in living life together in community. Mm-hmm. Again, we're Selma residents. We're Americans. Let's follow the Constitution. Let's follow our policies, our ordinances within our local government. We have those to be, mm-hmm. again, productive, better citizens, and make Selma better. And I'm going to I'm going to stand by that, and I'm not going to compromise, again, who I am, but also I'm going to represent what I think the city should become and, and just go forward with that. So I know that's tough, man, because mm-hmm. running for mayor, running for candidate, that's, that's huge because you get mm-hmm. the kickback, you know. Yeah, always. You get the mm-hmm. debates. You get that. Mm-hmm. I know I would have a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this comedian, Cedric the Entertainer, you know, talking about if they had a black president before Obama. You know, if we had a black president, he gave real yeah. confrontational. Yeah. <clears throat> like he was in, sure. this, like he gave this whole example. It's like <laughs> he's up there at the podium, and the reporters all tell us about Monica Lewinsky, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, "What? Uh, yeah, hold up, dog, hold <laughs> up, man. You gonna ask that in front of my wife? Yeah, you know, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'd be that guy. You know, yeah. everyone walk away, man. President fight too much. <laughs> you know, it's like that would be me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but again, yeah. it takes a yeah. different yeah. person, man, that, to know that they can take it or receive it. You know, yeah. and I think when it comes to taking and receiving, especially with you know your speech, yeah. you know what you stand for. Hey, man, if yeah. you're willing to give it. You got to take Absolutely. that same amount back. You yeah. can't have a double standard, Never. you know, because that's Never. where, again, we right. live in the society where they just want to, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I'm done. You're yeah. done, locked off. And all they yeah. do is scream and yeah. yell at you, yeah. Yeah. you know, and it's like, ah, it's yeah. like, I'm trying to talk to you. Ah, yeah. It's like, oh my God, just, you know, then yeah. you hit them and it's like, yeah. 
Yeah. See, look, they're the aggressive ones. It was yeah. like you were agitating the whole time. So it'd be yeah. very difficult for me. Man. I'm yeah. so glad God didn't call me for that because I'd <laughs> be in jail. Sure. But like, man, Jose, fight too much. You know, it's like it happens, man. I think I, you know. I tell people, uh, being in ministry, um, I don't know if there there is another job out there that would prepare you. Um, that is so true. To be the mayor, you know, like any other job out there, I, I would say being a pastor mm. is a great training ground to be the mayor and leader. Because you're a shepherd, man, and sometimes totally. that sheep they bite, yeah, they, they bite back. Yeah, they They're talk. Like, I don't want to see you. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> they talk back, talk smack. Yeah. <laughs> but well, in saying that, good. then I want because yeah. these, and we're talking about qualities now of yeah. people and pastors and leaders sure, and, sure. and individuals. So let me ask you this: What are the qualities that a mayor needs to be effective? Yeah, so it, the the way Selma City government is, it's like a mayor doesn't really have to be persuasive to get his job done, mm. uh, because in our local government, um, where we are a team, um, the mayor has one fifth of the vote. He doesn't have any more power, and so a big quality is to be a team player uh, in our local government. You have to learn how to get along with everybody else. Oh. Now, are you going to agree? On everything? Absolutely not. That's the thing where I see the struggle is in in our on our city council right now, is that when something gets shot down and they get voted down, and then the next time it's like they try to like hammer it over and have one up on the other, like you voted no against me, so I'm gonna vote no against you yeah, on this. Just just to vote no. Just to vote no and to hold a grudge. Just it's despite. like this is us. Like hey, this is gonna benefit the city and we yeah. need people to figure out, like get over the last vote and vote currently now on what is the issue at hand to bring momentum back in so we could grow. And, and those are the issues that I think are, it's a big one, you know, that and you're, a good quality is you have to be a team player and you have to figure out how to, how to navigate, you know, if my feelings get hurt, suck it up, Come buttercup, on. you know, I mean, those are the things like you got to suck <laughs> That's it up. That's old school right there, right? man. And move on, get, yeah. get to the next item. There are a lot of things that I feel like we have losses in our federal government, on our state level, and then even on our local gov government level. But we have to figure out, don't let that keep us from moving on to the next item, which would promote a, vict promote a victory yeah. for all of us as the city. Yeah, and that's one thing I do notice because we're people, we're human. Yeah, you know, we we hold grudges. That's like our natural state. It's like, you know, if you if you don't have Jesus, it's like, you know, it's like, no, let it go. <laughs> yeah, you know, because a lot of these council members vote on their feelings. Like, you burn me, guess what? I'm gonna take it out on you and not vote yeah. and forget why. Yeah, they're theirs for the city of Selma yeah. for their community. Other people. Yep. Yeah, and it's like get past your job. That you mm -hmm. ran for is not mm -hmm. your job for you. It's for the people. It's for the people. You know, and yep. if you forget that, that then that's where I think that's where yeah. the decline starts happening because then yeah. you start focusing on your agenda. You start focusing on your beliefs and you make it around you. Yeah. And that's a huge problem with our state now. Yeah. And it's like Absolutely. they forget, yeah. you know, oh, we're for the people and they have all mm -hmm. this, you know, they have, mm -hmm. you know, like the administration now, they have all these answers of why they're for us, but then they have every reason to not support and really help yeah. the citizens of America, you know? And so <laughs> yeah, totally get past the feelings, man. And that's where I think that I, Selma has that problem. Cause I know I've heard, you know, me working in news, yeah. you see the drama all in all these small little towns, you know, yeah. when it comes yeah. to this stuff, you know, and it's like, it's out there. Mm -hmm. It's like you talk to these council members, man. You guys are just salty people, man. Y'all mm -hmm. need to grow up. Let it go. Yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> we're hoping that's changing again. I, I have great relationships. I, I'm supported by, 
um, all the council except for two. Yeah, uh, and they're the two that are up for how election. many? Uh, how many councils? Members? So we have five, five, five people. So, so yeah, I have a district, which the districts are a little you know off right now because they got readjusted. But um, four districts in Selma, and each of the council members I have endorsements from, mm. um, and uh, again except for the mayor and his sister in law, which is a whole different like talk show man. Um, which is interesting, really, because I, I really didn't understand maybe even the the gratitude, the gratitude, the the uh, what's the word? I just lost the word. The you know the gravity or, or whatever magnitude. The, the magnitude yeah. of that. You know, having uh, again family mm-hmm. on the city council. It's always two against three, or they had another council person on there that was three against two the other way. You know, and it kind of flips back and forth. Mm-hmm. But just that itself is a red flag for me. And when I started asking questions, nobody could give us like a definite like ordinance to say that uh, family members cannot rule mm. on the council. Uh, that that should change. That's mm-hmm. part of my thing of, again, if there's any reorganization and moving things forward, that should change. There should be something on in our city ordinance that would protect the people. Because mm. now what we're seeing is that there are several family members that are actually running for other things uh, areas, hospital board, yeah. uh, school board, and uh, they're all related. So I'm thinking, now now hear me, Selma. Shame on Selma for tolerating that and for putting up with that. Um, because I think if we are going to complain, then we need to complain with action. Oh. And so we need to step into those realms, run for school board, run for health um, board, <clears throat> and run for council, um, and and make it a, a, a run, you know, give it a shot and, and voice you know, your concerns and, and get people out there to vote for you and represent them. Um, but I, I'm just tired of the whole family type of like dy- dynasty that's trying to be created in town. Um, I, I have a brother who's more opinionated than me. Mm-hmm. You know, if both of us were on the city council, it would, it would probably be a problem. If people would would see us together, like man, Quintana boys up there, like they fight too yeah, much. <laughs> well, not not only not only that, it would be like, hey, we're changing the city, yeah, because we want to. You know what I mean? That that's kind of how I see it. Like you're on. setting your little kingdom up there. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a problem with me. I have a big problem with that. And um, you know, thanks for the platform to kind of share my concerns of what's happening because a lot of times, you know, you you're sitting out and you do tell people what's people that are around you. I think it needs to be broadcast around. Yeah, and, and this will go on news around Selma. Yeah. And you know, just you know, yeah. I'm gonna cut up a bunch of clips. The full yeah. episode will be out. Yeah, you know, um, and again, I think that's kind of where the whole question and position about running for mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people want to know you. People want to know your experiences. They want to know how committed, how yeah. you know, you know, how important it is to you. You know, so. Another question I have is, have you been, and you've mentioned, you know, where you work at now, but have you been in an administrative position before? Mm-hmm. Maybe mention a challenge that you faced and how you managed it. Yeah, so uh, my career path as a nurse, you know, you start at staff level, then you move into like, uh, which I would say pre-management level, you become a charge nurse on the floor. Uh, then you can step into realms like I did with clinical supervisor roles. Um, and then you move beyond that. And so part of my whole you know, career path was kind of following that, that mm. sequence. Um, then I went into hospital administration. I work as a nurse manager for a small little hospital in um, South of Dallas in Lancaster, Texas. Uh, and that's, I'm talking like fundamental, like grassroots, like learning, mm. you know, you have, you start from the bottom up. I had really good mentor as a manager um, that was one level higher than me. He was tough on me. 
he was tough. Um, and uh, Jeff, if you ever watched this, thanks for being hard on me. It was it was a, a good grooming time for two years. But I found something out, Jose. Uh, top level management, kind of like you know, you catch everything down from the top down, and yeah. then from bottom up, from employees, they just bring everything up. So you're like in the middle. Middle management is a tough place to be. Um, and so that's, I have a lot of empathy for that level of, of manager that, you know, again, you have these different dynamics that you want to change something, but upper management says, no, you know, again, you're hearing the voice of the people and you, you're hearing it needs to change. It needs to change mm -hmm. or else they're gone. They want to walk out. And so you, you're trying to figure out that balance. And so uh, for two years, I successfully led a team where I had the largest retention. Mm. Uh, they always were um, having people cycle through that department. Um, I was hiring them and holding on to them. And and then there's always that excuse like, oh, I don't do that. I can't do that. And I say, hey, let's train you. So we built up a training um, you know, department and we trained the nurses. And for us, it was like, they're going to help us, but they could take that skill if they ever leave. And so again, I was able to retain the staff there, had a higher highest retention rate of all the managers in that little hospital for a couple of years. So that was kind of a little claim to fame. I went um, beyond that and I went to work in home health and I got had the experience of growing a small home health from zero to becoming a, a powerhouse home mm -hmm. health agency. I was like the second RN to be hired for that. And that was just a life change for me. Um, my girls were go, getting ready to go to school. I wanted to be part of their life in school and programs and evenings and things. So it worked out perfect for mm -hmm. me. But then same thing happened. I kind of worked my way through the rankings and moved up to a clinical level supervisor. So if you looked on a flow chart, you know, you had your, you know, owner, director of nurses. Um, and then I was like part of that third level management team. And it was dealing with people as employees, as well as patients and families. And so it's everything together, yeah. right? Everything together. But walking away from that has built me into the leader that I am, taking every experience now and it's leadership. And I just want, I hope people understand it's leadership, okay? Mm -hmm. So even if you don't have experience in a certain you know, realm, leadership translates everywhere wow. in every level of uh, industry. Leadership, you could build your leadership skills, you know, gosh, even as a student, you know, you, you are in student government, uh, you, you lead, again, other students, and you're building uh, skill sets as a leader. One day, maybe one of those, you know, per people uh, at uh, Selma High School on the leadership team will be able to take that and move forward into a career. Then that career will translate them further. Maybe they'll run for mayor, and I'm mm -hmm. hoping that. I hope I inspire a lot of people to run, um, and even those people that oppose me. It's going to provoke them to run. You know, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. It's like it's one of those cycles that happens uh, in our culture. <clears throat> but but here's the thing: leadership is leadership. You're either a leader or you're not a leader. Wow. You can develop skills. Skills can be um, sharpened, but I think there are natural born leaders, and I've discovered that about myself. Everywhere that I've gone, I've been moved into a position of leadership. Every job I've had, I've it's been a natural mm -hmm. moving toward that. Even when I didn't want to, people ask me, hey, can you lead this team? Can you be a part of this team? Can you join this committee? That happens to me at work even today. Mm. You know, hey, we need you on there. You became highly recommended. I need you to serve on this committee. So all of these things coming forward just shows me, again, that's a confirmation of my leadership ability that I have to come into 
a role or come into a field, even if I don't have experience, and just lead. Now, strong leaders, you'll you'll see this, strong leaders will adapt quickly, yeah, very quickly. We absorb, I'm very analytical uh, in my mindset. You are. I, 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 I look at things from a big perspective. Leader, mm-hmm. Good leaders do that. And you have to consider the bigger picture. It's not one tunnel. Uh, uh, and I'll just say this again, this could be our city council. If you're tunnel vision like this and you don't see the bigger picture, we're all going to suffer. Mm. Our, our city is going to suffer. You know, if you get so honed in on one thing, you know, like a park or something like that, like that, that's not, you're going to lose the greater, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Those are the things that you're, you're going to lose. We need a park. Yeah. You're going to lose. <laughs> it just, it, and everything else feeds off of that, you yeah. know, and it's just crazy. So my, my thing is, is that let's not lose the bigger picture. Let's not lose this image out there of what Selma can become. And so let's all, again, a good leader is going to see that. Now, Again, I'll talk. I'll throw the talking points out there. Do it. The mayor does not. He's not the boss of the city of Selma. The mayor mm-hmm. is not the boss of the city of Selma. Let's go. You get that right. I get that. So we have a city manager, and here here's the difficulty. Here, city manager was like me on a, on a middle management. You know, you're kind of trying to figure out. You got upper people up here who hired you. Then you got the people down here uh, that you're managing from the staff. Then you got other people that kind of impact your role. That's our city manager. He's got a tough job. We have a great city manager now that is helping. Who is he? Name him. Is, uh, is uh, Santillan. Okay. Yeah, like Mr. Santillan. So Fernando. And so, you know, you have these you have these people that just don't understand that in on the council or in the city, you know? And it's like he has a plan that he's following and this plan has been designed for us as a master plan. Let's stick to the plan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a playbook guy, yeah. right? As a quarterback, stick to the playbook. And we have a playbook on every team we play. Every situation's different. You design different plays to win. And so with this, you know, again, general plan that we have for the city of Selma, if we were to stick with that, Jose, we would be a far, Come on. I'd say a better city in the city of Selma if we would have st- with the playbook mm. but just politics man yeah. politics money things like that they're on agendas but, you know again uh, it comes yeah. down to like how can i get mine what you know what can i just show and a lot of it is just that you know it's like mm-hmm. look at thumbprint <laughs> yeah i made I that happen that. Yeah, yeah see that and they want to yeah. make sure it's like again man it's mm-hmm. not about you yeah and that's when i have a problem yeah. because when i was in selma you yeah. know i was a youth pastor there and it's like yeah. you see these hierarchy people it's like yeah. man you guys haven't done nothing for yeah. how long yeah you know how long have you been saying the same thing yeah. and yeah. it's like no nah, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna do it on my own yeah you know and so and i think i've learned now it's like like what you're saying you know because I, I can relate to this you know you guys listening and watching you know this is who i am as a person it's like i'm not here to get mine sure. you know god's called me for this mm. You know, I thought my position in life was in church. I thought it was in a building. I thought it was a title. People don't follow titles, man. They follow you. They follow your leadership. They follow your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, because titles can only get you yeah. so far when they see past the title yeah. that you're all that yeah. you're not what you portrayed yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is hype. You yeah. know, and so and I think, you know, hearing you again as a believer, I'm never gonna I'm Romans one sixteen, man. I'm not ashamed. You know, and I know I'm not perfect. And I know everybody that listens and yeah. watches, they relate to that, yeah. you know, because I don't put myself up in a position where like, oh, I can't be like him. No, right. man, I'm right. just like you. Right. You know, you're just like the people yeah. you're yeah. you're trying to help and lead, you yeah. know, because you've had the humble beginnings. Like you said, you were in the fields. Yeah. You know, I grew up like that. My dad put us in the fields, you know, so a lot of people are like, oh, dang, yeah. you know, and they don't know that story behind sure. the glory. Sure. That's what I like to say, you know, because again, 
This but one thing again, one thing I, I love about these podcasts, man, you're not limited. You don't have 15 seconds to yeah. answer this question. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, nah, yeah. man, this is a platform yeah. that's going to yeah. be open and people sure. will listen and yeah. watch, especially when it comes yeah. to their interests. Like, yeah. you know, he's actually for me when sure. you actually hear it. Yeah. Like instead of hearing yeah. those quick propaganda clips, those like, yeah. Yeah. Lewis is yeah. this, yeah. Yeah. he hates, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. No. no, man, that's not yeah. you. Yeah. You know, I've experienced yeah. you yeah. and, you know, and so. Yeah. Come and I, talk to me. I, I love the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing, and now in saying that, you know, people come and talking to you and stuff, like, how do you envision your daily routine? Because as mayor, you know, people are going to be like, hey, you know, Lewis, you know, what can you, you know, and you're in the public eye, you know, how do you envision your daily routine? And so even, even now, like I'm being asked, like present your, you know, what do you, what can you do for Selma and all this? And, and it's very similar with every candidate, you know, everybody is like stating what they can do, what they will do. Almost um, cliche too. It's just yeah. But you don't want to over promise. Say, you know, you have two years in office as mayor. That's the way they designed it right now. You know, everybody's going to get coffee free. <laughs> everybody, gets, everybody gets a longer recess. You yeah. know I mean? That, that's how it was free in school. Lunches, you know, it's like, it, be realistic. Yeah. You, yeah. And so the, you know, to change things in two years, if you think about how politics are done, you know, things might be voted on, yes, but they you won't see the outcome of that or the fruit of that until later, mm-hmm. you know, even like even a few years later. Um, but so I know I know my realistic approach in that. <clears throat> I I really believe that once I'm on and if, if things go the way that I believe they can go, then that could be extended. My term the next time, you know, win again, win again. Um, but if you look again at how, how is it that, you know, a, a mayor can impact the city, you know, and what we can, what, what I can see and what I can do in that short amount of time. Um, I would say that unity on our city council is most vital and important for me right now. And to kind of help change that and, and redirect me to that question, if you can. Uh, yeah. but, but Basically I, I your daily routine. My daily routine. So, yeah. so when you look at, again, Whatever facilitates unity in my daily routine, I'm going to facilitate unity within the city council. Same thing within the community. I know people always, you know, they reach out. You know, I, again, I understand this as a pastor. I can't meet with everybody all the time, but I will make an effort to do it. Mm-hmm. I will make an effort. Like, don't count me, you know, too busy to do it. Just let's just try to meet over it. Um, I have a lunch appointment after uh, this meeting with somebody in the community, you know? And so it's just one of those things where, you have to make that effort and make yourself available. Now, I have a job that actually facilitates that so I can plug things in and around my schedule. Mm-hmm. I can still be loyal to my employer, do my job, uh, handle ministry um, things. So I'll have to make a phone call after this to schedule something for church. You yeah. know, And so it's just, you can do a lot more if you live on a schedule, but you have to be intentional about it. And so again, Unity among whatever facilitates you, unity in my day with the city council, whatever facilitates unity among the city staff, whatever helps build our community, um, I'm going to give it my best effort. Mm. Will I make everybody happy? Nope, because you can't make you know people happy 100% of the time. Right? You just can't, or a few you can't do it, but I'm going to do my best yeah. to try to work for it. And I would say this, whatever I can do in my routine to make myself better, I'm going to do. I'm going to learn. I'm mm. going to apply myself you know, different ordinances, county ordinances, things like that. I'm going to apply myself to make myself more excellent than I expect that from other people on staff, you know, our city manager, you know, everybody, even on our own council. I I want us to be excellent at what we do. If we don't know something, we work toward Mm -hmm. that. So I will apply myself, again, my daily routine would be applying myself to learn how to be a more excellent leader, how to be a more excellent um, uh, council person as the mayor, 
and and also just to represent Selma well. Mm. I want to be able to be, which the mayor is the face of the city. Um, and and you know there are a lot of self interest uh, that I see even just with our current mayor. Things that you know you can't be above the other members. That's not your role. You're part of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you're the face of the city, but make sure you're leading that way. And and those are the things that I just have a really big challenge right now. We had a big like thing in our neighborhood yesterday that was unpermitted. They didn't have a permit for it. Who did they get permission from? I, I think you can guess. You know, all of that stuff, mm. you know, has to come out and and be exposed. You can't lead that way. You can't lead that way. So my again, my daily routine, hey, we have a if people have a complaint, bring it down, make a formal complaint, go to the city council, you know, let's talk about it. I actually have been meeting with people uh throughout the campaign and they have legitimate complaints. Mm. So they're telling me, and I'm saying, you need to voice that. You go be the voice. And so in just talking with people, I'm encouraging that, facilitate that, to say, you go get your three minutes at the council meeting, and you let the council know that your corner is a concern. You know, your neighborhood, it's concerned. You have people that speed through here, that's a concern. Yeah. Take that to the council, and let's move that forward. Well, so, I think every, from a... Um Little, no, I don't want to say that's a little thing because I've covered horrible news stories where car kids are going to school, yeah. man, hitting, run, oh man, I just that. I mean, concerns like that matter. It's like everyone thinks, yeah, it's just a, a caring complaining yeah. about a yeah. street sign. No, it's legitimate. So from every yeah. every complaint, every issue in Selma from the community because you live there, yeah. you know, it's like you got to voice yeah. that opinion because yeah. I think you actually led into the next question on. Yeah. Like your strategy and your mindset, mm-hmm. you know, for this position, man, it, it is, I mean, you've answered that question, yeah. you know. And so I think now, because we're talking about people voicing their opinions and, mm-hmm. you know, challenges, what do you think, what is the main challenge that you foresee in this role? Yeah, I think, again, it's the expectations of people. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, to have a realist, realistic expectation of where we're at <clears throat> currently. We have a, a, a hole to dig out of. But I believe with the right team, and uh, I always think of the image of, you know, when you go through the military obstacle course, my wife and I did a mud run oh. in, uh, in Dallas. I was in Fort Worth, and um, we had a friend of ours, uh, Lamont, who was this, like, just, you know, ripped guy who was in shape, and we were just trying, you know? And so <laughs> some, of the, some of the obstacles we couldn't do just by ourselves. Mm. We needed his help to help us, you know, lift us up and we all helped each other. So you have to have that like team concept being built forward in order to get there faster or Mm -hmm. to even just, you know, get out of it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that's going to be a a very interesting go. Uh, I should say when I become the mayor is to go forward in that Mm -hmm. and, and to bring people along the journey with that and, and building that trust on the team to say, we're in this place now, but let's work together to get out out of it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's build together. And that includes our council and that includes um police, fire, all the staff, you know, our city manager, all the staff. Let's work to get out of this rut. And if they see us working together, everybody in the community mm-hmm. and working to make Selma the better city it, that it needs can to be. be. And it can be, yes. Yeah. So I, I believe that it ought to be that. Mm-hmm. And and every citizen though too, Jose, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Don't just rely on the people, you know, at the helm. Everybody has to do their part. Everybody watching out for for everybody, every citizen doing their part, and uh, and I just think again, like enough of the 
Uh, I would say the individualism is is good, but um, you know enough of the me and this is my ball and you can't play with me no more. Like let's figure out how to play yeah. ball together. Hogging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit ball hogging for your own mm-hmm. for your own sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I did want to say something because I was reminded of this, which I wasn't aware until I I came into the race. Part of that is is this: there are people that want to make a difference so bad that they will change their address to go and represent a district where they don't live. Really? That's that's happened. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a big process. It's a painstaking so process. No, I don't want to. <laughs> you can do it, but I don't think it's very integrous, and I don't yeah, think it's legal. I'm, I wouldn't do it. You know, but it's <laughs> happening. Yeah. It's happening. So to all the candidates that have done that, mm, and I want to say- Call them out. Yeah, that that's something that I don't think, that is the way that we want to have people, again, get us out of the hole or get us out of that rut. Like, I want to do my part. Well- do your part in your district mm. and run against the people in your district. Don't go into another district just because you want to have power and you want to be part of the the influential change. You know, you represent your your area where you live and be honest about it. Mm. I'm I have my address. I'm in District Three. I'm running in my you know again the mayor's kind of you know at large there. But but if if I was a councilman, you know, Louis Franco is District Three. He's running against Sarah Guerra. Vote Luis Franco, you know. Mm-hmm. You have John um, Trujillo, District 2. Vote Trujillo. People don't like Trujillo. Like, look at the other guy, you know. Come on. These are the these are what you have to do. There could be, again, if you're looking at two opponents running head-to-head, maybe you may not like somebody, but they're the better fit for the job at this time. And that's why I say about myself. Yeah. I believe I'm the better fit for the job at this time where mm-hmm. Selma is. But be honest. Be honest where you're at. Be honest. You know, we have somebody running on school board, uh, Estea uh, Kessler, my mom used to work with her years ago, and uh, she's always been for like the the students. She's always been, you know, for promoting, you know, a better system, better school system. And you know, I mean, Estella, if I was in your district, you'd have my vote. You know, those mm-hmm. are the things that I say need to happen. We need people like that that are not self interest driven mm-hmm. and bring them out. And if they are, I hope their time is short lived. And if they're on the council now, then they won't be there. You know. Uh, later, because I want to, I want to be transparent, and uh, that's, how, that's how I want to lead. I want to lead from that. And if you're not honest as a as a person right now on the council, your time is short. I yeah. really believe that your time is going to be very short. Well, can people so. see past like we like we hear the BS? Mm-hmm. It's like there's only so much you can just say. Yeah, we're for the people. Yeah, yeah. we're, for, and yeah. it's like yeah, and it's like yeah. All right, well, you yeah. keep saying that. It's been like yeah. four years. We're still <laughs> in the same hole. It's actually yeah. deeper. You know, yeah. and so, and and that's actually a good segue to the next question. It's like, because you find these council members, these mayors, these politicians get like stagnant. They get like the hype campaign I'm in, and now yeah. it just plateaus. How will you stay motivated in this role? Yeah, just again, it's it's just looking at the at the bigger picture and just knowing how much work we have to do. Um, I think self interest stagnates you know, the progress, you know, our progress in moving forward. Um, give you an example of something you just said, reminded me. So, you know, our mayor and councilwoman, his sister-in-law, Sarah, uh, you know, they, they campaign on protecting the citizens and, you know, we need a safer community, but then they vote against the uh, school resource officer mm. and, and helping things like that. Or, you know, there was a big thing where uh, Mayor Robertson, he, re- he did not want to support 
you know, the previous police chief, uh, two police chiefs back, um, you know, and then uh, the opposed the building of a new police station. And like, it was just a big fight. And then now he puts his, you know, hey, I'm for the police and all this stuff. I, I just don't like that double, you know, minded thing to come out mm -hmm. um, in. It, it, again, that's politicking to me. Yeah. But say who you are, stick with it mm. and, and, and be true to the man or woman you are. And don't just like, oh, now it's like, I want, like you said, you want to put your fingerprint on it and your thumbprint on it. I mean, I, again, I'm not a politician, Jose. I'm not a You're politician. Not. I just want to be a fair representative to the community and the citizens of Selma and state what I say from my mouth. Now, again, I might see something that I'm not sure exactly how it would work, you know, and, and then I'll correct. It's like, hey, man, look it, this is what I thought it was, but this is what it is for real, because I don't mm -hmm. have the full story on the back end. But once I know, you'll know. Mm -hmm. Once I understand it, you know, now we, we are guarded with, you know, the, the Brown Act, <clears throat> Brown Act and things like that, where you can't disclose and what happens in, in, um, you know, closed session. You, that's just a legal thing. We can't yeah. do that. And, and we have a lawyer in the city that will help, you know, us from, really putting ourselves in jeopardy. But when you have, when you have things like that in our current council, um, where it has caused some inner, you know, turmoil and strife and contention, um, it does not look good mm. to me on the person, but then there's a lot of rhetoric and a lot of talk around it. And now it looks like they're for it. Come on, you know, mm -hmm. that, that doesn't play well with me yeah. at all. And again, I think yeah. people are like, it's one thing I don't like about these politicians, man. They think we're dumb. Mm -hmm. They think we're just like, Oh, they won't mm -hmm. notice that. I was like, no, the people do. If it's anything, happening in Selma. It's happening, mm -hmm. you know, and it's happening mm -hmm. nationwide, you know? And so, and I think now, mm -hmm. again, that's kind of really where, again, it's like, again, people see past it, mm -hmm. you know? And I think when it comes to like strengths and, you know, like, Mention a strength that qualifies you for this position, because I think that's what people are going to see first, first, you know, because again, yeah. people, again, mm -hmm. the, the not so educated person can still see past the yeah. height, the fake, you yeah. know, so maybe mention a strength that qualifies you for this position so they can, you know, even yeah. like get that vote. Yeah. You can get that vote. Self-awareness is really big. I mm, think you have to be oh. self-aware. And so for, oh. for, for me, um, again, just understanding where people are and even coming against me, I understand. Look at this is this is kind of like a game. It's like chess, right? So, you know, I, I heard that I was slammed by my other opponent, um, or, or taking some jabs at um, you know, by me not being present at city council meetings and me not being involved. There you gotta look at the bigger picture of somebody. You know, I'm not gonna sit out here and take a jab at you. Um, because you don't live my life. You yeah. know, you don't live how I live. You don't understand my schedule. Um, and I involve myself with what's available. Again, city council meetings are on YouTube. I watch those uh, whenever I can. Watch them live. I watch them live whenever I'm in home at home. I usually travel during Mondays, so I can't be there. Or I have something at church. I can't be live there because I have other responsibilities. Now that will adjust when I do become mayor and have to step into the role of you know in the city council meetings to help lead the council meetings. All of that will adjust, but. I'm not going to stand at a city council meeting and campaign for myself with um, uh, an idea or my own perspective on an item. That's one of the things that has frustrated me um, with the way people get up and they give their three minutes, you know, the way our council meetings run. Now, again, everybody's given fair three minutes to share what their issues are. But it it almost looks like a campaigning from you know the the podium and and they're 
saying basically this is their perspective of what they want to do. Like I, I, for me, I'm a little more self-aware and I can look at this and say, do I really need to talk or do I not need to talk? Mm. And so just be, a, to me, I feel like I could bring that even from the dais, even from, you know, the leading as the mayor, being very self-aware and what's happening. Now, when you're self-absorbed, we're in trouble. Mm. There are very self-absorbed oh, man, people on, on, the, on the council. We're in trouble. Yeah. They could go across, you know, all of them, everybody. But that 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 does not breed a healthy environment. Mm-hmm. So again, being self-aware, understanding where you're coming from, you're coming from, you're coming from, and you're coming from, and making sure again you're representing your district, Jose. Mm-hmm. What do the people of your district say? Not what you say, mm-hmm. because I can say whatever I want to. My three minutes of concern as a concerned citizen. But you up there, guess what? You already made up your mind. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what I say from the podium. You've already made up your mind, and you're going to vote because mm-hmm. you're self-absorbed into your own agenda and what you want. Listen to the community. Mm-hmm. Listen to the citizens. And again, the majority that voice their opinion, we, we listen. We will listen, and mm-hmm. I feel that's one of the qualities I'll bring forward. And, that's and, an and important I, quality because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of men. I mean, even take it to like in like a general aspect. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of men that aren't self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know, me being one of those at one time, you know, I would say the past man, because what they say, men don't mature till like they're past 35, 36 years old. I'm 41. I've been matured four years, you know, and I'm going to be real, you know, so until I- Is that right, Laura? Is it? Oh, okay, wait, see how real I am? You know, okay. But that's the thing. It's like, I've you know, I've seen that and Mm -hmm. to be fully self-aware, man, even she tells me, you know, like if I'm out and about, I look mad. She's like, man, fix your eyebrows. You know, these she has like my eyebrows. I just have these. She called them my horns. It's like I'm always. So I'm aware. Just shave them off. Nobody will ever know. Shave them all off. You know, and so. But that's the thing. It's like my if you're approachable. Yeah. You know, people could come and like just talk to you, and it's like be aware of your facial expressions. Are you putting off a vibe that you're not approachable, or do you care or not? You know, and that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. Yeah. You know, because again, if you're not um, like, especially these men, you know, because right now we live in a society where masculinity, men, all that is not. It's like if that's not good. If you are that, it's mm-hmm. it's, a ba- it's bad. You know, so I think mm-hmm. I've learned now to be more self aware of my surroundings, who I'm talking to, how yeah. I'm talking to people, and yeah. and I'm I'm yeah. not perfect at it. Yeah. You know, but I'm aware. Yeah. You know, because I have my son, a young man. You know, my generation that's going to keep carrying this on and he's going to pass this on. So I'm not just living for me. I'm living for my generations because what I put out is what they take in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think as men, we got we got to make sure it's like what we put out, the community running for mayor, running, you know, for a city council position, man, what you put out is what people are going to take in. And if it's not something for their interest and it's your own, people are going to see that, you know, being self-aware is a huge Huge thing, especially yeah. in today's society. Yeah. Every you know, position you have is mm-hmm. is it's important. You know, if anybody's watching, listening out there, and you you know you're part of a uh, you know a business, you're a business owner. You you represent you know who you are to everybody you have influence on. Um, and again, if you're a dictator, uh, you're probably gonna have a big transition of people coming in and out. If you're a big demanding you know, person. Now, again, we all have our roles and responsibilities in the job we do and expectations to perform to that level. We, we, we understand that. Um, but if you're not aware of what's happening in their life, you're going to be a, a horrible, you know, boss, you mm-hmm. know, I and mean, things need to, needs, these things need to go beyond what, you know, your tunnel vision, what you Come see. On. And again, that's what I'm, I'm just saying that it, it needs to happen on a, on a bigger scale in our community. 
And, um, and you know, I, I think people do see, there's a couple of guys that have a podcast that you help them out. Uh, the Roger Orozco show. Those guys and are good dudes, man. Like yeah. Them. You know, they, they have a, a pretty awesome, you know, view, like from the outside in. I mean, Joel Fedor is running for uh, council, excuse me, for school board right now. But it, it's kind of neat to see how they've kind of broken things down for citizens. They have that self-awareness, but also they want to help people become aware of what's happening in the community. I mean, they they kind of illuminated, I think, for even me to see that they call it the family tree, you know, of all the, the relatives getting involved in the same family to help run the city. And when you hear, you know, uh, things from the dais that are said, like, we need to work together, teamwork, you know, that's true. But now when you have your sisters on board with that, and now all the monies are funneled toward what? projects you want. See, that's where the check and balance has Come to on. happen. Yo. You know, you got to be careful, Salma, with <laughs> who you're allowing in to make the decisions for mm. you, because it, it's not going to be in your interest. It's going to be in the best interest of whoever's there. Yeah. And so again, you know, my hat's off to uh, Roger Roscoe and the team that kind of do that with Joel. They're, they're just making people aware of that. So yeah, when anyway. saying that too, you know, this guy should man, I love where I love where this is going. It says like how this next question is how will you keep your subordinates informed on work issues? Yeah. So there's no again the role of a mayor, there's no subordinate underneath the mayor. He's part of a team. He's mm -hmm. one fifth of the vote. We have a minute a manager, city manager, if you want to say he's kind of like uh a subordinate, but he's held in check by the four other people as well. You work with them. Mm -hmm. You cannot dictate the mayor should not dictate to any city staff what they should do or what they shouldn't do. He has no power or authority to do that. And that has happened, Jose. Sad, but that has happened. Now, here, here, is, here is the perspective that needs to go out to the, to the community. Let the city manager do his job. If he's not doing his job, he'll be held accountable from the five council, people on the council. He's accountable to them. And he has to be legal. He has to follow... Uh, you know, state, federal, you know, laws, things like that. He's got a huge job. Let's let him do what he's been trained to do. And I know he can do well. Now it comes down to money and he's spending too much money. In order to make money, you have to spend money, yeah. you know? In order to grow, you got to invest. And, and it's not, and I think the word is that word. It's investing in where we need to go for our future, not just spending, you know, money just to spend because we have it. You know, we do have a surplus in Selma. And and what? We're saving that for a rainy day somewhere? How, how where where does when does it ever get spent? Mm -hmm. And when does it when does it ever get invested to help us grow beyond where we're growing? Infrastructure. Like I said, we're all gonna say the same stuff. Infrastructure. Um, so we have hard infrastructure, soft infrastructure, roads, sewer, all that. That's hard infrastructure. Soft infrastructure is our staff. You know, all of the different things that we have with like uh, police, fire. And, and by the way, I'm endorsed by the Selma Firefighters Association. Mm. I, I'm for our city employees. Let's make our departments better. And the way we do that is we let him, our, our city manager, do his job, mm. help him bring our staff up where they need to be, and let's support him in that. That's how I see it. I don't have any you know, subordinates underneath me by way of me controlling. That's not the way it works. No. We're all working together, again, to make Selma better. Well, dude, I mean, that's, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I don't yeah, want to say that. Right. I'm sorry. That's right. But like, that, again, that's where I feel like leadership you know, especially in a pastoral position, you're held accountable mm -hmm. with your board members. It's not yeah, like yeah, 
Absolutely. This pastor says, you know, it's my word, my way to highway. And it's yeah. like, no, you have yeah. a team of men and that I've met that are great yeah. men yeah. that help you and that are behind the scenes, yeah. you know, guiding the ship, where it should it go? You know, yeah. you have a vision, yeah. you know, and you have, a, there's a pace that you yeah. have to follow. And yeah. it's like, you have men that help you and assist yeah. you in doing that. So I see yeah. that on two different yeah. levels, you know, on two different experiences. Yeah, I, can, I can speak to that in from, again, the spiritual perspective in the public realm too. It's like in a church, you're the servant of the people, you know, and if anybody that serves on a local, on our board, they're serving the congregation. They're not there for their self-interest or self-promotion. If they are, they don't last long, um, but they're serving diakonos, the deacon. That is a servant. You're serving people. You're mm-hmm. helping people. Same thing with the city council. We're servants, you know, of the people. It doesn't mean like we're slaves of the people, but we serve, right? We help serve. And again, the best way we can serve is to to bring our ideas forward. Let let the people speak. Maybe bring their ideas forward and and try to merge those two together, and and just figure out again how we could serve each other best. Mm-hmm. And that's just the I'd say that's the better way that we need to do. Now there has to be a leader. We understand that. And again, city manager, city council, that's the way it works. That's yeah. the way it works. So in saying that position as a leader, mayor, pastor, you know, you do come in, you do come into meetings, you know, and sometimes you get the yes, you're like, yeah, but yeah. sometimes you get the no. So what is your take yeah. on no for an answer? Well, I always teach this and no does not necessarily mean never. Okay. So mm. no doesn't necessarily mean never. It's it's never going to happen. No can mean it's just not time yet. So a no is a not yet a lot of times. And I think when you're looking at city council, um, the no's, maybe the plan isn't just right yet. Tweak the plan, make it, you know, figure out, revisit it again, bring it back out. You know, those are the things that we just need to understand as a community. Um, You know, that no may just not be yet, you know, and just work on that. So I, I would say being persistent, um, in that with a quality plan, making sure you do your due diligence, how it's going to impact everybody. Um, again, you know, fiscally as well, we want to be responsible. Um, you know, uh, gosh, there's a big argument of where we need to build our next city park, you know, and they wanted to build it over on Rockwall and the yeah, mayor was pushing toward that. And I'm not sure what the new city council opponent is going to pitch, you know, as well. But I'm looking at this as from a very practical view as a father. What I want my child or even my grandchild to access the park underneath floral, the freeway there. And how are they going to get there? Like, come on, be practical about it. You got to, again, look at the bigger picture. And then you got to make sure, you got to make sure that if it's no, it may not be no forever. It's just not yet. Maybe Caltrans needs to come in, put it, build a bridge, build something else, redesign that area. It's just not yet. So those those are my my things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you know when it comes to like you want to build this big old park or you want to do something bigger, but you're mm-hmm. letting the little things in the t- in the city yeah. go to waste. And I'm a guy that man, take care of the little things, man. Sure. Biblically, the Bible says, take care of yeah, the little things, man. Just take things. care of the small things, and then mm-hmm. you'll be trusted with many. And I think yeah. that's a that's a mindset yeah. that I think council members, any type of politician should have. Yeah. You know, it's like, take care of this little, yeah. you know, because you'll know eventually when it comes to the bigger things, you'll appreciate yeah. what you've come from in the yeah. little, yeah. you know? So, and I think where, you know, we're talking about the community, the community, you know, sure. it's like we're here for the community. And I, I, I'm a, I follow the news around Selma. 
on Facebook. Shout out News Around Selma, folk. You guys are crazy. You guys are always like, what was that gunshot? Are those sirens? What's that noise? Yes, there's a gunshot. There's sirens, man. People who get shot or get in car accidents. What do you think? You far, know? far less. Far less. <laughs> yeah, far less. Yeah, we, you know, have, we have a great, great police chief now. He's doing an awesome Dude, job. I, I yeah. love him. He's a good, I mean, I, we were in the police station with Print Theory. Shout out Daniel Sarah. Yeah. You know, they wall wrapped their conference yes. room. And, and yes. I mean, it, it was a beautiful, yeah. it's a beautiful uh or print they mm -hmm. they put on there man the quote yeah. he used yeah you know but again and get back because again news around selma selma news all these other yeah. facebook pages yeah. you know i think if politicians or the mayor really want to know the heart of selma mm -hmm. and know their people go on that and just yeah. scroll yeah you know what would you say to the city of the yeah. citizens of selma yeah. on news around selma because i'm gonna put this on sure, sure. that page you know it's like you yeah. see all the concerns you see like Seriously, the, the every time are those were those gunshots? Yeah. Then it's like you get a hundred, two hundred yeah. people, you know, saying the same thing. Yeah, I mean, What's be, your, well, be a be a neighborhood watch leader. Yeah. You know, if you're concerned like that, and you're watching out. Watch out for your community. Join the community. You know, neighborhood watch, and you could do that. And it was active at one time. I think it's coming back online um, in in the <clears> near future, making sure you know we're all taking care of our mm -hmm. neighbors. Um, but if you if you look at uh, criticism. It could be constructive or destructive, okay? Mm. So there's a lot of destructive criticism in and around uh, social media. Um, and I want to say that if you have any criticism, you know, in that, in that forum, just be ready for backlash because it could be perceived a, a certain way. Um, and I, I say, if you have constructive criticism, bring it forward mm -hmm. to the city council. Bring it forward and bring it out and, and let your voice be heard in that. But when it's just criticism for criticism, and it's, you know, it's not, again, a, a very, uh, you know, these, we would probably say they're all critical, you know, but if it's just something that, you know, you are voicing your opinion over and you're doing it from a very critical and cynical in a way that yeah. is just, I mean, you look at social media posts and you'll find it, um, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, can you imagine if I'm the mayor and my wife goes on Facebook and she just starts hammering the community that, yeah. you know, it's her opinion and she, that right there, that that's uncalled for, you know, yeah. I won't, I wouldn't let her, you know, I would I don't vote, think she would. I would vote no for that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, what, there, there's, a, mic, there's you know? a way to be constructive in that. I mean, maybe she may have some good input, but yeah. let, it, let it be good input, you yeah. know, just quit trying to rile the pot in Selma. And that's what I see happening in and around, you know, the, the Facebook and that's social true. media. It's like people just want to stir people up. And news around Selma, one of them is like, no drama allowed, there's drama. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you how do you really gauge that? You'd have to be really on that all the time and, and admin that like crazy. Yeah. But I just see that there is some animosity that not only comes from some of the, you know, family of the city uh, leaders now. Um, I think some of the more mature ones don't get on there. Honestly, mm -hmm. they just let it go. I've been called out a few times. Uh, one guy was hammering me for walking with my jacket over my shoulder and uh, making fun of me the way I walked. And anybody that walks with his jacket over his shoulder doesn't need to be, deserve to be the really? mayor. Yeah, it was crazy. Man, uh, it, it was crazy. You salty, man. Yeah, it was Grow nuts. Grow up, get along. Was Dude, you have a job. <laughs> and I, I was like, well, I didn't know that you knew that I was bull-legged, bull <laughs> right? So I was going back and forth thinking like, I mean, I can make oh fun of myself my and I'm, I'm good with it, but. I think that's the best person to be if you can laugh at yourself, <laughs> yeah. you know. It was again, hilarious. It I laughed. It was funny. Yeah, it's funny because, yeah. again, you get that. And, man, 
I went on this. Oh man, I, I'm not. I'm guilty. And, and news around Selma folk, I apologize. But I went on this thing where I was just like clowning people. It's like every, it's always the same thing. Mm. It's like get off your phone. Yeah, you know. It's like, are you Raj Ghoul? I'm, are no. you Raj Ghoul? Okay. No. Somebody by that name was hammering like our. I have a burner account. No, I, I think it, yeah, it was a, it was have been a burner account. Yeah, so. it's funny because you get so Raj. Where are you, Raj Ghoul? Come, come at me, bro. Yeah. No, but no, that's a funny thing. Is like again, man, people are people, and and we're all guilty of this. But it's like if your whole soul and ten, and I feel like social media is a powerful tool. But man, it's it's man when you don't know when you don't use it right, it's it's man you can hurt people. You know, or you di- you're so distracted, your life is on social media, you forget the real world. Because if like somebody says, "Hey, there's a gunshot right outside," mm-hmm. they wake up, they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, there's that gunshots," and it's like <laughs> someone's breaking your house. You yeah. want to put the post out, sure, sure. You know, it's oh, like I so see, you see. can get it's like, yeah. Yeah. you know, again, it's like being aware, <laughs> you know, of what's yeah. important, you know, and like you said, to be yeah. just to be that dirtbag that just talk and just knowing that's who you are because again yeah. social media has yeah. really exposed people yeah. for who they really are yeah you know and i think when like you said the mature ones are ones that are just like over it yeah because i'm hardly ever on it. it's only for this show yeah. you know and so and i think um whereas mayor you could yeah. use this or running or a candidate yeah. running for you can yeah. Tell your story, tell your message, yeah. and probably this is going to get a lot of comments. Yeah. Oh, that guy is this, yeah. or he's this, yeah. or they're yeah. you know. Fine. We welcome it. It's yeah. fine. I, I'll even like sit down and have a conversation if you, you know, just keep your hands in your pocket. Don't be violent. That's what I yeah. say. Like, let's have a constructive conversation. Be a human being, man. constructive criticism is listened to when you present it in a way mm. that that is i would say uh, a non-hostile you know and that's where i see the a lot of that is hostility it really driven is. just don't be hostile about have, it. Have you seen that meme where these dogs are like, there's a fence in between. And the gate opens up. Yep. Like, yep. And he's like, yep. that's social media. Well, it's I, like, yeah. <laughs> I actually, the guy that was criticizing me, I'm like, Hey, let's, let's meet for coffee. And I was actually out of town. And then um, he's like, well, I work and you know, I can't make it. I'm like, well, what, when do you want to meet? And then he's like, um, well, how about how about tomorrow morning? I'm like, well, I can't meet tomorrow morning, but I can meet in the evening. Yeah, what are you running? You you scared? I'm like, dude, I just offered you. Dang. You know, I'm out of town. I can meet you later instead of in the morning. So this, I, I mean, things like yeah. that. I mean, they bother me, but I just try try not to let it like dig into my soul. Yeah. You know, and it and, comes with and the, it comes with it's the part of it. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, he deleted all of his comments on Facebook. Yeah. All of them were gone. I was like, whoa. Yeah, so, oh, I, where, I, hey, where's I, the heat now? I have them screenshotted, buddy. So <laughs> you are caught, you know. But again, you yeah. know, if for this position, man, it's 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 a heavy burden. Yeah. You know, it is a lot. Yeah, you you know, the city manager is like the man, but the, you're the front person to take all the you know, the hits, you know. Yeah. But you know, going into this if elected, when you win, what is your greatest fear as a mayor? If you've ever mm-hmm. if you thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it change has to be uh, part of everybody's desire, right? Mm-hmm. If we want to see Selma change. And I think my greatest fear is that Selma would just kind of settle for the status quo mm. and we would just stay where we're at and not, you know, want to follow the ordinances that the chief of police is, you know, f- I mean, he's following them, removing cars that are not registered from the street there. It's just unsafe to have things like that. Um, and people get upset about it. Why are you getting upset? It's part of the ordinance. Well, they can't tell me how to live. Oh, yes, 
we can. You have laws to live by. Mm -hmm. City ordinances are there to maintain order. And we, if we want to beautify the city, then let's follow the policies and ordinances that are set, set forth. But if people don't want to and they keep pushing back, it's going to push good people out. Mm. And that's where my concern is. is I left. People, no, I'm just yeah. no. <laughs> well, come back. You know, I want to come back. Selma, Selma, you, Selma, again, I mean, having like a housing, our housing issue we can't build unless we have good sewer and you know mm -hmm. and expand that and move that forward and have affordable housing and people say well we need more low income well I, I understand all that we have actually standards and building and things but you know i would like to see uh i would say the the middle class in our affordable inc uh, housing come into selma but also we need some upper scale houses mm. we have people who if you look at fresno county it's very entrepreneurial and uh, we have, we send our kids out to school and they come back, you know, or they don't come back to Selma. They stay other places because there's more opportunity. But if you look at Fresno County, Fresno actually is a, a very amazing place to begin your business. It's a great entrepreneurial city and you can start right here in the San Joaquin Valley. Um, you can live in Selma and you can work all over the valley. I mean, that's one great place to live, but why not keep it at home as mm -hmm. well? Start your business in Selma. I know the city council is, and, and again, applause to our city council, beautification project, moving toward um, helping businesses come into town, you know, creating incentives for things like that. I want to continue that. We want to make sure that we are moving toward economic growth in our city, but then also looking at bringing people into Selma that can afford to live there. They're going to Kingsburg. They're going to Fowler. They're going to Reedley. They're going to Dinuba. Why? There's growth there. They are and Dinuba. We need, yeah, we, we need that in Selma. So. Yeah. Come and help us grow Selma. Come and help us, you know, change the dynamics of, of our city. And again, I think Selma is the, you know, the example, and it can be the greater example to the cities around us. And I, that's what I look to do. Mm -hmm. And if and if we if we can't get there, that would be a big disappointment mm -hmm. to me. Um, but I, I believe we can. I'm a firm believer that we can. We mm -hmm. can do it. So. Amen. I know where we're going. You know, that's one thing I love about podcasts. We can keep this thing cool. going. There's no limit on your time. You know, let me ask you this, then what are some of the changes that you have seen and how well do you handle change? Um, for now, again, when they, when they agree and they work together, there's great change. And one of those was to, which was, there was some opposition there, was to bring in like a, a new police chief mm -hmm. that is for the city, for our community. And that's one big thing I'm, I'm happy for. And uh, man, there's, there's a, a, lot, good guy. a lot to go on, so. I'm going to have to take a break because I'm looking at the time here in just a minute. But, okay. Uh, but if we, we want to... Yeah, we, I'm down to wrap it up. I mean, yeah. we do, a thing, do this thing on the show where um, people listening, watching, man, yeah. what's your message? Why should they vote for yeah. you? And, you yeah. know, talk to that camera and let them know right. why and we'll wrap cool. it up. So this is my favorite part of what I do. So I believe, again, as a pastor, I represent, you know, again, a life changed. My heart has changed. My family has changed. And the only change that we could see actualized for real. You know, this is a real experience is turning our hearts toward Jesus Christ. That's been my life, like, gosh, uh, lived out, um, is I saw night and day what it was to live a life without Jesus and a life to live in Jesus. Mm. It's changed my dynamics of how I live, my family. Um, and again, people ask me, you know, as a pastor, how are you going to do this? What are you going to do? I'm not trying to make 
the city government a church. The Constitution doesn't allow that, right? So again, knowing the Constitution, bringing things forward though, from a biblical perspective of how I live my life, again, I'm all about faith, I'm all about family, and, and just, again, I think about 10,000 things to say in this, but everybody has a faith system. And I said this on the last podcast I was on, everybody has a faith system. If you're an atheist, that's your faith system, right? And if you, if you are true, again, to that belief, then you're gonna vote your convictions, right? That's who, it's molded you, it's shaped you. My faith has been put in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is my faith system, and that's where I live from. My family is important to me. I live for my family. I love my wife, I love my girls, I love my extended family, my parents, uh, my brother, my sister, my in-laws, my, my in-law um, brothers and sisters. Love them all. And, and again, I believe church is a big part of my life. That faith community is a big part of who I am, how it shaped me, and my network of friends. I, I live, again, to be a part of community, and I want that to come into our community of Selma in a real way. Now, I understand we pay to Caesar what to do Caesar, right? Jesus commanded it. Just give back to Caesar what's him. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I pay my taxes. I do things according to the law, and I'm a good, productive citizen. However, on the flip side of that, I understand that my life in Christ has branded me, you know, to be an image bearer of Jesus in public. And that means, again, living a standard of truth and righteousness um, from a biblical perspective. And if you disagree with me, hey, that's your belief system. But let's, we can get along. Why? Because we have a constitution that frames our world and we can stand by it. You got, you know, your First Amendment, Second Amendment, you must stand with it. If you believe in it, go for it. Speak your mind, speak your heart. Yes, you're right here in America. But let's get along even if we disagree. That's it, man. And that's a good message. <clears throat> Again, if I was uh, in Selma, I'd vote for you, man. Thank I you. really would. Um, you guys listening and watching, City of Selma, you know, this doesn't go out on my whole platform. You know, it's, it's important to vote. It's important to, you know, put your voice out there. And um, definitely, you guys, stay tuned. I got a good friend of mine coming on soon, Jose Moreno. He's a council member and all that. He's coming on, too. So you guys stay tuned for that drop. I love you guys. We'll see you guys in the next one. Mm.